as I said, we started last week on bear fruit or bearing fruit. We talked about Jesus being the true vine. And the Father is the vine dresser. And a vine dresser, as I said, was defined as a person who cultivates and prunes grapevines to help ensure the vineyard has a successful crop. Jesus said, I am the vine. You are the branches. He said, the Father is the vine dresser. The vine dresser, as I just said, is the one who cultivates, prunes the grapevines to help show that the vineyard is productive. So the whole thing about the vine dresser and, and Jesus being the vine is so that the branches are pr- productive, fruitful. So we are not in the kingdom of God not to bear fruit. We, it is expected, if you are in the kingdom of God, you are expected to bear fruit. Amen. Amen? So that cultivation includes training and shaping the vine and the branches. We learn that a prerequisite to bearing fruit is that the branch must abide in the vine. Mm-hmm. You cannot bear fruit if you are not abiding in the vine. That's right. So a prerequisite to bearing godly fruit, you must abide in the true vine. In the true vine. I defined what abiding was. The Greek word for abide is meno. Which means to stay, dwell, remain. Mm -hmm. And this meno, this abiding indicates a choice. Because the Bible clearly states that the branch, who are we are the branches if we are in Christ, we cannot bear fruit or produce anything unless we abide in Him. So it's conditional. You cannot bear fruit unless you abide. So if you abide in me, Jesus said, and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done for you. So that's a choice. So abiding is a choice. So Jesus was the example that doing the Father's will is how he abided in the Father's love. We also must do Jesus' will. We must obey him so that we also would abide in his love. So the only way you're going to abide in His love is to do His will. As He did the Father's will, He abided in the Father's love. Oh my God, glory to God. We cannot bear fruit apart from Jesus. We cannot bear fruit abide, uh, apart from abiding in the vine. And in John 15.10, Jesus stated what it took to abide in Him. He said, it is the same way He abided with the Father. He always obeyed the Father. He said, if you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. Just as I have kept my Father's commandment, I abide in His love. And also in John 14, 23, we also touched on. He also stated what's needed for Him to abide with that person. Jesus, and He said, in, in John 14, 23, Jesus said, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word. He said, if you love me, you will keep my word. If it's conditional. And my Father will love him. And we will come to him and make our home with him. He said, if you love me, you will keep my word. And if you keep my word, the Father will love that person also. And we, Father and Son, we will come and abide. We will come and make our home with that person. So they will also come and abide. They will stay. They will dwell. They will remain. So those are the conditions. He said, if you love me, you will keep my word. And we will come and abide with you. So that's a recap from last week. 
But so today we're going to pick it up. This is be part two in bearing fruit or bear fruit. And we're going to start in Romans chapter 12 verses 1 and 2. This is a, this is a scripture that's quoted a lot. But it's important that we go back and read it. And uh, there's a couple of things I want to show you today. Verse 1. I beseech you therefore brethren. By the mercies of God that you present your bodies. A living sacrifice. Holy. Acceptable. Unto God. Which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. I beseech you, I beg you brethren by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. So there's there's something we have to do. We have to present our bodies as a living sacrifice. And as you do that, it is holy and acceptable unto God which is your reasonable service. He says something you can do. Because he has graced us to do it. And he said, do not be conformed to this world. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Changing the way you think. Reprogramming the way you think. So that you may prove. So you have to renew your mind to prove something. Alright? So what does this have to do with, with bearing fruit? It has everything to do with bearing fruit. Because... What I read here in Romans chapter 12, 1 and 2, is what Jesus was just saying in in, in, uh, John 14 and in uh, John 15, about abiding, about doing the Father's will. He was a living sacrifice, because he said, I only do what the Father tells me to do, and I I only do what he shows me to do, I do it in like, like manner. He says, not me, it's the Father in me. He said, I am a living sacrifice. I came to do the Father's will. So we also, the only way we can do the will of Jesus is to renew the way we think. Amen. So think like he did, so that we can be conformed into the image of Christ. Amen. So we have not only koinonia, fellowship with the Son, but fellowship with the Father. So that we abide in the vine. Glory to God. Amen. Glory to God. So we have to be living sacrifices to abide. Abiding requires you representing our bodies as a living sacrifice. Amen. And when you say present your body, you're not talking about being on the altar. It's talking, it's talking about you having fellowship with the Son and the Father. Because Jesus said, if you love me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done for you. This sacrifice I'm talking about, this abiding, this living sacrifice I'm talk, talking about is knowing the Father's ways. Knowing the Word of God. Knowing what the Holy Spirit has revealed to you. And having the guts, the courage to obey what the Word of God has been spoken to you. What the Holy Spirit has revealed to you. Not doing your will, but doing the will of the Father. Doing the will, what the Holy Spirit requires of you. That is a living sacrifice. Amen. Not your way, but what the Spirit requires you to do. That's what Jesus did. That's why He was a living sacrifice. Amen. And that's why we are required to be a living sacrifice. But you cannot be a living sacrifice if you're thinking the old way. You have to think the thoughts of God. You have to walk the walk of God. You have to know the ways of God so that you can do what He requires of you. When you do what He requires of you, you are not doing your will. You're doing the Father's will. Amen. And in that way, we are living sacrifices. So we are required to be living sacrifices. We are to become holy and acceptable to God. How do we become holy? When we do the Father's will. 
when we do the will of Jesus, we come, become holy. Why? Because we're not doing our will. Jesus said, whatever I do and say, it's right, it's just, it's holy. Because what? It's not me. It's the Father in me who is doing the work. So if we are doing what the Father requires, it, we are automatically declared holy. There's a, there's a holiness that we have in Christ, but there's a holiness we have to walk. Amen. So as you walk in the light, as He's in the light, as you do His will, it says the blood of Jesus cleanses us of all unrighteousness. Amen. And as we walk in that cleansing, that perpetual cleansing, we are walking in holiness. We are walking in the light. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. So we have to do it by renewing our mind. Change the way we think. Our thoughts and ways have to line up with that of our fathers. So why renew our minds? We renew our minds so that we may be filled with the knowledge of His will. Whose will? His will. In all wisdom and spiritual understanding. So that we will know our Father's ways. You cannot, you cannot walk in His ways if you don't know Him. Amen. If you don't know His ways, you cannot walk in His Amen. will. You have to know Him. You have to have fellowship. Yep. And as you, Jesus said, He said, when the Spirit of truth comes, He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all the things that I have said to you. Thank you Father. The Holy Spirit is our teacher. The Holy Spirit makes known to us the deep things of God. But we have to pursue the things of God. We have to pursue the things of the kingdom so that the Holy Spirit can bring to light the hidden things of God and make it known to us by revelation. Glory to God. But you've got to be in the Word of God. You've got to read the Word of God. It doesn't happen by osmosis. It doesn't happen by coming to church. It happens when you abide. It happens when you obey the Word of God. It happens when you study the Word. It happens when you seek the things of the kingdom. The Holy Spirit can take those things that you've put in your heart. But those things that you've meditated on and bring and give you revelation. And you walk in that revelation. You walk in the perpetual cleansing by the blood of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Why renew our minds? That's why we renew our minds. Because there's something we have to prove. We have to make prove and make known to the principal, principalities and powers and rulers of darkness, of the angelic beings, the wisdom of God. God the Father has to be glorified Amen. through the body of Christ, through the saints. So that we may walk worthy of the Lord. Fully pleasing Him. Hear that? Walk worthy of the Lord. That's why we renew our minds. That's why we have to present our bodies as a living sacrifice. That we may walk worthy of the Lord. Amen. Fully pleasing Him. Oh my God. Fully pleasing Amen. Him. Just Jesus said, oh my God. Jesus said, I know the Father hears me. Because I always do those things that please Him. <laughs> that should be our hearts cry, Lord. Yeah. Let us always... Today, as we get up, Amen. as we walk by faith, let us always Amen. do those things that please you. So it says that we will walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing Him. Being fruitful in every good work. Amen. And increasing in the knowledge of God. How do you increase in knowledge? You've got to study. You've got to spend time in the Word. Amen. If you want to become an accountant, you don't become an accountant by just reading... Uh, uh, something on, on cooking. You don't read a recipe to find out how to be an accountant. You have to get in the Amen. accounting material. You've got to study. Yes. You've got to take exams. And as you increase the knowledge, you, be, you get to the position of an accountant. 
If you want to be in the things of God, if you want to be fruitful and to, and to manifest the things of God, you've got to get in the Word of God. Because what the Word of God is the Spirit of God. And the Word of God is the mind of God. And to renew your mind with, with the things of God, you've got to get in the Word of God. So that's how we increase in knowledge when we study the Word of God. When we meditate on the Word of God, the Holy Spirit is our teacher and He will take the things that we have read and give us light, give us revelation so that we have an understanding and a godly wisdom of what we have read and what we are meditating on. Because the Spirit of God makes and brings to light the mysteries of God. And why do we need to renew our minds? So that we will be strengthened with might, with all might, according to His glorious power. Whose power? His power. Because it's by grace it's grace that get, allows us to do the things we cannot do. That we as when we feel, the Bible says, when we are weak, what? We are strong. Why? Because it's not our strength. It's His strength in us. By the Spirit. We are strengthened with all might according to His power. For all patience and long suffering with joy. Hear that? Patience. And you have to have endurance. Because it talks about long suffering. And you have to do it with joy. And always giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints. Did you hear what I just said? We have been qualified. We have been qualified. They said, yes, you have, we are qualified to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints. That happens when you renew your mind. Amen. You can experience heaven on earth. Partakers of his divine nature. We have to present our bodies as a living sacrifice. It's a choice. It's not automatic. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Listen to this. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. Let me just stop right there. What does that have to do with bearing fruit? A lot. It has a lot to do with bearing fruit. He says here, when we become born again, we are delivered from the powers of darkness and translated into the kingdom of His Son. Even though we are now in the kingdom and have an inheritance, because we talk about inheritance with the saints, we still have the mentality of a slave or a child. We are inheritors. To a promise. But we don't know when you come in the kingdom what that is. You don't know you're an heir. You don't know you have an inheritance. Mm-hmm. But that you are taken out of the world. But even though you're spiritually out of the world. Mentally you're still in the world even though you're in the body of Christ. So you're mentally not only are you a child but you're also a slave. Because you're a slave to your desires. So that's why it talks in Romans 1, 12, 1 and 2. That's why your mind has to be renewed. You have to be reprogrammed. Because when you come out from the world, Egypt, into the kingdom, you're still thinking like a slave. Even though you're heir to everything, you are thinking like a slave. Just ponder that. So it says here, when I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. Yes, sir. So when you come into the kingdom, you have the mentality of a child. Mm-hmm. So you act like the way you used to act in the world. So we still have the mentality of a slave or a child. Our soul and flesh is still influenced by the world. Even though we are heirs, we still think and act like slaves. 
Glory to God. But as we put on the new man, as we reprogram our thinking, we no longer act like a slave or a child. Why? Because you're increasing in knowledge about who you are. Glory to God. You're increasing in knowledge because you're realizing that you are an heir to something. You have an inheritance. That you're not a mere person. You're not just a mere something. You are a child of God. You start to understand that you are a child of God. That you have an inheritance. That you are joint heir with Christ. But that comes through knowledge. That comes through increasing the knowledge. And as you study the word, as you reprogram your thinking, Amen. the Holy Spirit bears witness with your spirit that you are a son of God. Amen. That you have rights in the kingdom of God. Glory to God. You hear what I'm telling you? Amen. So as we put on a new man, we no longer act like a child or a slave, but as mature sons and children of God as we are schooled and trained. Because an heir... Even though he's a child, act like a slave, he has to be schooled and trained. So at the appropriate time, the father would said, no, it's time for you to rule. The Lord is schooling and training us. Those who choose to abide in the vine. Those who choose to abide, there's a choice. If you spend time seeking the things of the kingdom, you will be schooled and trained. You will not be considered a bastard because the Father said those who do not accept correction and training, they are bastards. They are not true sons. But if you endure chastening like a good son, you are what? You are a son of God. Because you are enduring chastening. Because you know that your Father loves you and He's training you to rule. Because you have to know His ways so in order that you can rule the way He will rule. Glory to God. Did you hear what I'm saying? Amen. We have to put away childish things as we mature. Yep. And nobody has to tell you to put it away. Because of your fellowship with the Son and the Father, automatically as you abide, the Spirit of God quickens you. And you know innately that you've got to put away these childish things. Yep. You know it innately. And so, we are not to be ruled by our flesh and our lust and our desires. We are not easily angered. And if we get angry, we don't stay angry. We don't speak evil against our brethren or our neighbor. We don't cut the people down, cut people up, or assassinate people's character. We don't bully people. We don't bear false witness against people. Why do you think people start out there in the world, start shooting and killing each people? Because they're bullied, because people are cutting down their character. People are speaking against them. People are making it fabricating things. And if somebody is not right in their mind, if they don't have a good self-esteem, they, and they hold on to anger. They hold on to resentment. And then you have the little de- demonic spirit speaking to them. Why don't you kill them? Why don't you shoot them up? This is what they did in Columbine. This is what they did over there. This is what, that's the way. That's the way you solve your problems. You go, you make them pay. You go, you shoot them up. Make them pay for the hurt that they, the things they've said about you, the lies they've made up about you, the bullying, make them pay. So somebody who is not strong-minded, somebody who's not walking by faith, they're giving in to their lust of their flesh. What? It's anger. Anger is a lust of the, a lust of the flesh. Amen. So they give in to anger and they go act out what has been spoken to them. That's just one example. 
So we don't cut people down. We don't bully people. Things like fornication, adultery, covetousness are things that we do not engage in. Many children, in the, in, uh, children of God, these are some of the things they're not supposed to engage in, but many of them do. But when you do that, you are a slave. You have the mentality of a child. Because you are easily ruled by your desires and your flesh. I'm not saying you won't make mistakes. But if this is a habitual thing, you are a slave. You are a slave to your flesh. You are a slave to your desires. And the fruit that comes forth from your life will never ever glorify the Father. And it affects your koinonia, your relationship with the Father and the Son. Because you are choosing not to abide. So these things ought not to be, and we are not supposed, supposed to engage in these things. We are not to grieve the Holy Spirit. And have fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. We begin to understand who we are in relation to our Father. When you start to understand who you are in relation to your father, you start to put away childish things. Because you are maturing in Christ. The father, you have fellowship with the father and the son. And as you have fellowship, as you are abiding, the Holy Spirit starts revealing who you are. He starts showing you that you are son of God. You are valuable. You are precious. That you are loved. And there is nothing the father or the, the son won't do for you. Nothing. Because Jesus said, if you love me, you will keep my words. And I will love you. And the Father will love you. And we will come and abide with you. And he said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask what you will and it shall be done for you. In this, my Father is glorified. Mm -hmm. Glory to God. This is what it's all about. But when you become immature, you start seeing yourself differently. And you start putting away childish things. You're not seeking to have your own way. You want to do your own thing. You don't care what other people think. You start walking in the love of God. You start humbling yourself. Putting the needs of others before your own needs. That's a sign of maturity of a believer. So we learn what it means to abide in the love of the Son. We learn to walk in His ways. And put away our desires by dying. Presenting our bodies as a living sacrifice. Because we, when it says that, it means that we, we use our members as instruments of righteousness. We choose to do the will of the Father through the Son. Because we know His ways. Because we are abiding. We have fellowship. And the Holy Spirit is teaching us and revealing us. This is the way to walk. Walk in it. Amen. When we abide in the Son, He reveals Himself to us. And the works that we do, it's not us. But the Son expressing Himself through us so that the Father is glorified through the Son. Did you hear what I just said? When we abide in the Son, He reveals Himself to us. And the works that we do, it is not us. It is the Son expressing Himself through us so that the Father is glorified. Understand that. It's the Son expressing Himself through us so that the Father is glorified. So bearing fruit is not about yourself. It's about glorifying God. It's about revealing the wisdom of God. That's what bearing fruit is about. So we talked about abiding last week. And I started today telling you what it takes to abide. We have to be a living sacrifice. 
But that happens as you renew your mind. Mm-hmm. And you're willing to put aside your will to do the will of the Father. That's what that's abiding. That's what it takes to abide. Mm-hmm. Understand that as you under, as you start to learn, as the Holy Spirit starts to reveal the things of God to you, as He starts teaching you, you start putting away the things of the flesh, the childish things. Because you know how children act when they want something. They act crazy. They act out. They start yelling and screaming. I want, I want, I want, I want. That's the mind of a child. Mm-hmm. That's the mind of a slave. Why? They're slaves to their flesh. But we are sons of light. As we start to see and understand who we are in Christ. Who we are created to be in Christ. We no longer, we put away that childish behavior. Because we understand that we are sons of God. Mm-hmm. We see who we are. We are joint heirs with Christ. And mm-hmm. we are kings and priests to God. We are not longer slaves that came out of Egypt. Where you are now sons in light, in, the, in, the, in light. The kingdom of light. And we have an inheritance. So as I said, bearing fruit is about glorifying God.